Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is a power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hello friends. I am so excited for today's episode. One of the things that I see a lot in clients that I work with, students in my community, and also just women that I'm talking to is this kind of fear-based mindset when it comes to health, where we're really looking at all of the things we need to eliminate, all of the things we need to avoid, all of the things we need to fear And I will be super honest that I fall into that category sometimes too. And I have been seeing in my own life and in my own story, how detrimental that can be to the basic idea that I talk about so much of safety in the body. And so today I have my friend Megan Warren here, and we're really going to just dive into that, really talk about how we can switch away from a mindset of fear and into a mindset of safety. And it's not just an idea like, oh, you should just switch your mindset over. We're going to talk about some actual techniques and some training that Megan has been through and really break down why it is so important to be looking at health from a place of nourishment and safety versus coming from this fear and restriction mindset. So I'm super excited to have you, Megan. Megan has been here before on the podcast, but I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself for anyone who hasn't listened to your previous episode, and then we'll just dive in. So excited to be here. My name is Megan Warren. I'm a holistic practitioner and I help people accelerate their healing through a mind-body approach. So my focus really is looking at the root cause of what's going on in the mind, the body, help people reprogram limiting beliefs, repattern their stress response, regulate their emotions so they're emotionally neutral and also helping their body with foundations of health. A lot like what you do, Alicia. I am excited to just dive into like really the meat of what we're going to talk about today. And we have been personally talking about some of the mindset shifts that need to happen for your body to actually even receive the signals of safety that you're trying to give with food, with minerals, with sunshine, with all of those things. They all make such a difference. And when our mindset is stuck in fight or flight or fear or shame or guilt, all of these different things that we might be programmed to have at the forefront of our mind, we're not going to make the same progress that we would make if those emotions essentially were neutralized, like you said. And so I would love to just hear your perspective on that. And let's just start talking about why that matters so much. Yeah. So I want to first just start off by saying that It's common and it's normal for people to think that emotions that they feel come from the external things, the things that are happening 
situations that happen, we tend to think that that's where our emotions come from. And so while we're on this episode together, I really just ask every single person listening to think in a different way with us today, to just think of this in a completely different way. And if we were to use that example that I just used about emotions coming from external things, I want to give you an actual tangible example. If there's, if we see somebody, if we see somebody like the little baby brother pulling little sister's hair, we can say, well, she's upset because he's pulling her hair. Like normal common people would think that that's what's causing her to feel a certain way. But a new way of thinking of why we feel certain emotions is how your mind is interpreting information coming through. So how the little girl's interpreting what is happening to her, how her mind is reading that information is what's actually causing her to have certain emotions, to have reoccurring thoughts. He doesn't like me. I'm not good enough. Things like that, right? It's not the actual external thing that's causing her to feel that way. And so this is a totally different way, a new way of thinking about things. And the reason why I want you guys to think about this, and I'm going to use another example about a zebra in just a second, because it can be really, really helpful to understand. But we have something called an autonomic nervous system. And I know, Alicia, you probably talk about this a lot, your nervous system, right? And we, the whole goal of our nervous system is to protect us and keep us safe. And we have internal behaviors that happen, digestion, respiration, circulation, things like that. Automatically, our bodies know what to do. They're intelligent. They're, they're so smart. And those are the hard things that our bodies automatically do. And then we have the external behaviors. In order to digest food, we have to go to the kitchen and cook lunch, right? Like we have to put our lunch together and then we have to eat it. And so we have these internal responses, behaviors. We have external responses and behaviors. And this all happens from a part of our mind that's responsible for 90% of what we do. Okay. And so our nervous system, when our bodies are sensing fear, our nervous system says, Hey, how mind is processing the information coming through. The body will get signals like sensations. You might feel that rush of hormones running through your body. You might feel your legs get stronger. And the whole reason why that that's happening is because the purpose of feeling fear is to run. And so it's not, it's not to like just stay there and wonder, what am I going to do next? Things are going wrong. And that's what our modern society is doing. We're not actually running when we're faced with fear. So I want to kind of like summarize a little bit of, we have a facet of our mind that is really in charge of our automatic responses. And this is responsible for 90% of what we do. And then we have our conscious mind. And this is, this is like, Whenever you say, I need to do this, I need to be more disciplined. I need to take more control of myself. The I part is your conscious mind. That's the 10% of your mind. And then the unconscious mind is yourself. 
which is the 90%. So whenever you say these statements, like I need to discipline myself, you're really trying to change this unconscious part of the mind. The part that, Hmm. yeah, the part that fills the fear response, the part that fills the anxiety. So coming back to the autonomic nervous system, the unconscious mind and the conscious mind both have the same goal and it's to keep the body safe. It's survival. And the second layer of that is thriving or thrival. I don't think that's a word, but (laughs) thriving. And so we first have to survive. And so if you're in a constant state of mind is processing information as dangerous, mind is processing information that this is fearful, this is scary. I, this isn't safe to do even with foods that we eat. As you and I both know, Alicia, like we work with clients who I'm fear that she's telling me to eat more food. This is going to make me gain weight. Or I'm having some foods that I was, that I once had a sensitivity to. How is my body going to react to that? If there's a fear response going on in your body, mine is interpreting information that this is dangerous. Therefore, your internal responses are not going to work as efficiently because when you're in a fear response, logic goes down, strategy goes down, like the able, being able to recall information, be strategic, be intimate, all of that goes down. Your healing goes down, restoration and maintenance goes down. And so this is, as you can tell, I'm really pumped up to talk about this stuff because this has been a huge passion of mine to help people start to clear what's been blocking them from achieving better health. And this is such a big part. And it doesn't take 30% of people actually have willpower. 30%. The rest of us, if you feel like you're banging your head on the wall, like what, like why can't I change? It's because you're trying to change part of your mind that just speaks a different language. It doesn't get it. It's that unconscious part of your mind. That's continuing to signal the nervous system that it's in this fear response. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah. Yeah. I know so many of us have definitely been in that place of I'm going to change X, Y, Z. And then it's so easy to slip back into old patterns. and. I know we're going to talk about judgment coming up, but I know that judgment is a big part when I talk about this with my clients, especially around nutrition, like being able to make these nutritional changes when we are in this moral state with food, essentially where it's, I ate a pizza. So now I'm bad and never will have success. And like these mind spirals that we have, I know that that can slow you down so much with progress and so much of that is like programmed in, not necessarily like from birth or like irreversible, but it is programmed in where our minds 
are likely to go down that path. And I found that when you're able to release some of that judgment around it is where change can actually occur. And it's not that you have more willpower. It's actually just that there's been a shift in your consciousness, I think. And so I'm, I'm interested to hear what you say about that as we talk about that. That was just a kind of a little aha moment for me as you were talking about, we're trying to change our subconscious that isn't speaking the same language. Man, I know that hits home for so many of us because there have been so many things that I've tried to change about myself. And sometimes it's really hard. It is. It is. And and you hit the nail on the head when you said, sometimes it's just as easy as bringing it to your awareness. That right there is the first step in changing anything is you have to be aware that this is what's been underneath the hood. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's, that's why I think it's so important to, if there's something that you're struggling with and you're able to bring it to someone else, like having community is so helpful because sometimes we can bring awareness for someone else that we don't see for ourselves. And even as a coach myself, I have other friends who are coaches that I ask for that, essentially like that awareness, because it is so hard to see in yourself, whether that's mindset or whether that's health stuff, like different things. It is so helpful to have someone else open up your awareness a little bit differently. And then you can actually make a difference in what you're doing. But if you're stuck in your own thought patterns, so much of the time, it's it's really hard to see where you're going. Yeah, exactly. So you've talked a little bit about the nervous system, kind of like the inner mind, the subconscious. I'm curious if you want to talk about the programming that maybe happens in childhood or even in like trauma situations mm-hmm. and how that affects us in our in our patterns, in our mindset? Yeah. So first off, if we look at just moralistic thinking and judgment, like you had talked about a little bit earlier, a lot of this is unconscious because it's programmed at a very young age and our subconscious mind is very moldable at a very young age from birth to seven years old is what research shows. Doesn't mean that it can't change because we have something called neuroplasticity where it can always change. But if things sink in at a very young age where, you know, good girl, bad girl, this is right, this is wrong, our whole system, a lot of our society, a lot of education, this is really, I think 2020 has brought up so much for so many people and helped people wake up to, wow, I don't know if I want my kids to go to an education system anymore. Like I want to homeschool. I know that me and my husband do whenever we have kids. And it's all because our system is built on pride. Good girl, you made straight A's. 4.0, you're going to the college of your dreams. Mommy went here. Blame. Oh, you did it. It's not your fault. Like it's their fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's their fault. So pride, blame, credit is another one. I think I already said credit. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And then shame. No, no pride. You started with pride. Yeah. Yeah. So last one is shame of, and what shame is, is it really attaches what you did to an identity. I am a bad girl. Whereas guilt is Mm -hmm. I did something bad, right? And so if we have these moralistic thinking patterns, 
and we go and we, we try to change things or do things differently and they come up, it gets us to judge ourselves. It gets us to judge other people. And that judgment is really just, it's not helping your body feel safe. Like I want to just turn, turn the ship back around and point it in that direction of, again, a really good question to ask how you can start to look at this is, is this useful for me? Is this adding value to me? Same thing with the foods that we mm-hmm. eat is thinking this thought about the food I'm about to eat is thinking this thought about the exercise I'm about to do. Would it feel good to do? Would it feel good to have done? And if that's a yes, is it adding value? Is it useful? Then do it. If it is not adding value, if it's not useful to think these beliefs that make you feel full of shame, make you feel guilt, make you feel like you are pointing the finger at somebody else or blaming your body. This is a big one. Like I work with a lot of people who want to learn how to trust their body. And a lot of times that starts with diet and exercise. These two things are going to help me get me the results I want. And then I can finally learn how to trust my body. But it's so much deeper than that. Like really not blaming your body. Your body is always working with you. You're on the same team as your body. If you can start to change the way that you're thinking about your body and understand the systems that are working for you, because they always are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that. And being able to continue to believe that in different seasons has been really powerful for me. And like, I think that's something to come back to in seasons of challenge is instead of looking at symptoms, physical symptoms, as your body working against you, truly just asking like, what is this telling me? Because your body is only giving you symptoms to tell you that something is happening. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at it that way, like if our kids are screaming, we assume generally that something's wrong, right? We assume that something's wrong. We want to find out what it is so we can support them, love them, encourage them, put on a Band-Aid, whatever that looks like. And I think if we look at our bodies the same way, when our bodies are telling us, I'm exhausted, my periods are bad, any of those things, there is a reason for it. And when we can look at that, again, like with a little bit less of the judgment and a little bit more compassion for ourselves and for our bodies, it's easier to ask why and to find an answer that's actually helpful and to take those steps forward versus just being frustrated and like trying to shut it down or trying to ignore it or feeling hopeless because of it. Because the judgment is just causing more resistance on your body Mm -hmm. and in your mind. If you're judging yourself, it's really, we think that, and, and going back to, I just want to share, going back to the emotion that I talked about at the beginning, the reason why some people continue to feel reoccurring emotions, frustration, guilt, shame, things like that is because the inner mind, the unconscious mind is trying to get you to do something, to take an action on something that's already been done the past. And so that way, the internal behavior that's happening is getting you to feel an emotion because it thinks if you feel that emotion, you can go back and change it. So is that useful? No, it's not useful to continue to feel guilt about something that's already happened. So that's what I help people do is really start to release that, clear the shame, clear the guilt, clear the fear of the future so that their bodies can feel that safety. 
Now, when it comes to trauma, I knew that I did not talk about this yet, but it's really, really fascinating through an RRT approach. And this is what it's a way of helping people release the stuckness, release their emotional turmoil that they might be feeling and just get you to think in a different way through this lens. When anything disturbing happens, so a disturbing, disturbing event happens, the more disturbing it is, the bigger imprint it leaves on your mind. And so if we think of our mind and our body as a camera that takes lots of snapshots of pictures all day, every single day, and our body is like the storage unit, just stores all that information, right? We have the ability to recall information. Animals don't. If we can recall information and we think about that event, if it was very disturbing, if that picture is blown up, think mag- like magnify times 10 compared to a normal picture. And so that imprint, just if you were to like slam your foot in the sand, the bigger the event, the more disturbing it was, the bigger imprint, the more stuck it gets. And then when you attach, this this is what our mind automatically does to protect us again, it's all looking out for our safety. It attaches a meaning to what happens. That makes the imprint even bigger. So if we can learn how to attach meaning to our mind that are valuable, that are appealing, that are interesting, that are useful for us, that make our bodies feel safe, this is how you can start to release some of those experiences that might have once caused some emotional turmoil. And of course, start to look at it in a different way. And so the example I like to use is an avocado. If you stick an avocado pit in a garbage disposal, it's going to be stuck. And so just clearing that pit out is what I help people do so that they can think more clear, be more focused, feel more safe in their body. And they're thinking about what they're doing externally in a more helpful way. And in return, yeah. the internal yeah. systems work better, right? Your digestion, your respiration, everything works better when you are looking at it through this lens. Yeah. And I think just to kind of like bring that full circle, I've talked about this in multiple episodes, but realizing that the stress that we feel emotionally, physically, I know that it's easy to think, well, everyone has stress, stress is normal, but that's not how our bodies actually think. They don't they don't internalize that. Oh, this is just normal stress. It's fine to have stress. Like because of the way that our brain speaks to our adrenal glands and the hormones that that secretes, we have this consistent stress response in our body that's going on really pretty constantly in most of our lives. And when that's happening and we're continuing to have this stress response, it completely affects the downstream, which is everything else, which is your gut function, your liver function, your hormone function, your energy, your assimilation of nutrients. It really truly affects everything. And so if you're feeling stuck in a stress response, whether that's because of current stress or past stress, it is so important to go back and work on addressing that. I think emotionally like Megan talks about as well as physically is the best combination doing both together because you're going to get those signals of safety from different areas. 
but I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about RRT, Megan, and explain a little bit more about what that looks like. Because one of the things that you've told me is that this is a much like faster method than all of these other therapies that we've heard of, like EMDR or talk therapy or like just more traditional therapy methods. And just to be clear, like Megan is not a therapist, but RRT is a type of therapy essentially. So yeah, tell us a little more about why the results are faster and also why you don't necessarily have to relive everything that's causing you stress. Yeah. So I want to just say also, like I'm trained in somatic therapy, which is the, a lot of you're releasing emotions from the body. So I have the view of like somatic work, emotional work. And I work with people in that way where I have seen a lot of release of emotions, right? Like crying, things like that. And that is very effective. What I will say is I can be very effective, but with RRT, it's very different because when you are feeling that emotional charge, you are living in the past bottom line. And so my goal with you when I'm working with you is to get you to be in the present. That's all we have. All we have is the present. We cannot foresee our future. We can goal set and make plans and God has the best plan in the whole wide world. So if you can live in the present and be very mindful of what you're doing now and the choices that you're making and not being stuck in the past, this is where a lot of people are living. And this is what RRT helps you do is it helps you clear what's been stuck from the past and also be more present. And so what this does is it accesses the unconscious part of the mind. So the part of the mind that's responsible for 90% of what we do. And that's why a lot of people will say on sessions, like, I feel so much calmer. I feel lighter because when we aren't bogged down with a lot of stress and heaviness from false beliefs that we've been believing, whether consciously or unconsciously, like the change happens really fast. And so when someone, I do see someone getting emotional in a session, what I say to direct them back is be here with me now. Because what that's telling me is that they have wandered off to a past event and the unconscious mind doesn't understand if it's like he or she, why am I calling the unconscious mind a girl or boy? I'm not, I did not mean to say that, (laughs) but the unconscious mind thinks that whatever you are thinking about is happening right now. So if you're thinking about a past relationship or a past health event that you had that was scary or didn't work, and you continue to ruminate about that and think about that, it thinks it's happening right now. And again, coming back to that's not helpful, that's not useful, moving your health forward to thriving health, we want you in the present. And so this is how it's very different. You don't have to go back and relive. Like I will say there are sessions where I'm going to say, well, what was the first memory that this reminds you of? But you're not going to have to stay there and be emotionally like reliving it, if that makes sense. And that's what a lot of therapy does. And even coaching now, coaching does that. And that's how I was trained with my master method coaching model is to relive it to clear it somatically, emotionally, feel it, forgive it, all of that stuff. And now I'm combining a different approach that's effective, it's fast, and it's reprogramming the neuroplasticity, the part of the mind that's responsible for 90% of what we do. 
Yeah, that's so cool. I love that there's, it almost sounds like a, I don't want to say a shortcut because I feel like that kind of cheapens it, but almost like maybe more of a direct path to the results that you're wanting mentally and physically versus maybe like the long windy path that would be really going through and reliving these experiences or, or if that hasn't worked necessarily, then this is something, something a little different to create some safety. And, you know, I fully hear you saying if there's like a traumatic event, this is something that can really help with that. But I think that it also can help when there's just like these like stressful thought patterns, whether there's a big trauma or not, or if it's like multiple small, smaller stressors over time. Yeah. I so something that I help people a lot with is just beating, constantly beating yourself up. I should have done this. I could have done this. I, that, that is so helpful. If you can start to clear some of that, some of those beliefs, then you're going to be more focused and more productive in your day because you're not living in the past. That's living in the past. I should have done this. I could have done this. I didn't do it good enough. All of that is living in the past. And so it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event. That's why I think everyone should benefit or can benefit from this process. And you and I have the same goal of getting people to have better health. So I'm like, what's going to get us there? Doesn't have to be a long drawn out process. If you can start to rewire the mind for success in this way, you're going to get your results faster and you're going to enjoy what you're doing externally, exercising, eating, even your relationships will get better. I, this is a personal testimony for myself is my relationship with my husband has gotten better because I am not trying to control or do all the automatic things that I was doing when I was in safe, like in survival mode, right? I was trying to control every little thing, finances, work, every little thing. This is a pattern of mine, a stress pattern that is not valuable. It's not helpful, but my unconscious mind thinks we are in a survival state. Yeah, that's a really good one. I know that you had a few questions, like self-assessment questions that you wanted to wrap up with. So let's go through those. And as you're listening to these questions, definitely take a moment to ask yourself and check in with where you are with your health, with your emotions. I think this will be really good and helpful to essentially assess like where you may need support or like where you might want to dig in yourself a little bit more to some of the reasons that you might not be making the progress forward. Yeah. So I have four questions just to look at, ask yourself, number one being, are you getting the results you want? Number two, do you feel emotionally charged? What is your average mood? If you're feeling anxious, fearful, if you feel anger, guilt, shame, or blaming others or blaming your body, like this is a sign that going through this process can help you. The third one would be, what are your body symptoms? If you're doing a lot of the things that you know to do, having healthy foundations with your health, are you still experiencing digestive issues, hormonal issues, brain fog, looking at your metabolic markers? If you're still, I I know that like people come to me a lot of times, it's like, I'm doing all of the things and I still feel stress. It, It could be this unconscious part of your mind trying to control and keep you in that survival state. 
And then, you know, your test results looking at, well, what are my cortisol levels telling me? What's my progesterone levels telling me? Like, I know a lot of you, especially if you're Enneagram five, (laughs) you want to see the data. You want to see, okay, what is my body? Like, am I in this survival state? And then the last question would be number four, what are your external habits and behaviors that could be more valuable and more useful for you? So for example, are you an over-exerciser and you just can't stop pushing, pushing, pushing? That right there is going to put your body in a stressed state. We need to reprogram the mind to show that it's safe to find a more balanced way of moving your body. Another thing could be, are you controlling with food or controlling yourself, controlling others? Control is a big one. Like That is an external habit or behavior that needs to be changed. And then the other one would be, you're doing things, pushing yourself to do things that don't feel good to do or don't feel good to have done. And so this is a question that I tell people or ask people is, well, what would feel good to do? Would it feel good to eat the apple or the donut? And after doing it, would it feel good to have done? Like, of course, having an apple and a beef stick, we want to balance our, our blood sugar ladies. Having that snack would be way, it would feel so good to have done versus I ate two powdered donuts. Am I right? And so if you're wanting to change those external habits, that can be another way that people can benefit from this process. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I think those are really good to be able to check in and actually assess where you are. And as we are just wrapping up, I would love for you to share where people can find you. And obviously you work with clients one-on-one with this process. And I know you have some other resources too, if you want to tell us about those. And then everyone, I obviously anyone that I have on this podcast, I am very careful about. And I really trust Megan. I send her my one-on-one clients all the time when they need support with their mindset and essentially like they're doing all the things and not making progress at the rate that they want to. Megan is my go-to with that. So I highly recommend and trust her, but she's going to tell you how you can contact her and definitely reach out if you resonate with this and know you need support with your stress. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Megan Warren. You can also, so I, my website is, I just recently changed it, Lisha. I don't know if I told you that, but it is www.megwarrencoaching.com. So you can check out my website. It is in the process of being redone right now. So just heads up with that, but you can check it out there. And yeah, just send me a message, a DM. You can email me at Megan at megwarrencoaching.com. That's it. Perfect. We'll link all of those in the show notes. Everyone can click on the preferred method of contact, but do go follow her on Instagram. And thank you so much for being here, Megan. I think this is really helpful in just, just creating the awareness around, oh, maybe I do need help with my stress. Honestly, I think is the first place to start. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full 
informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.